Hello and welcome in to episode 3 of Sports Are Funny with George Arjour. Um, on today's episode, we are going to give a rundown on LeBron James's China comments on Daryl Morey and kind of break down the internet's reaction to LeBron James basically uh, throwing Daryl Morey under the bus and uh, I guess basically um, he, LeBron's more of an athlete but Daryl Morey's not more of a GM. Uh, we're going to talk about the horrible NFL officiating. For those who know me, I am not a blame the referee type of guy, but Monday night was atrocious. And then we're going to talk a little bit about two fun stories we found on the internet. One of them is uh, Oktoberfest in Germany and how fucked up people are getting. It's the craziest shit I've ever seen on the internet, to be honest. And talk about other places we think it'd be crazy. And uh, we're all, lastly, we're going to break down... Um, a fun clip from Wheel of Fortune just to, you know, end the show a little bit lightly. So before we get started, here's a word. Uh, here's a quick break. And then we will get started on episode three of Sports Are Funny. Enjoy. All right, and we are ready to roll here. Ready, as I like to say, we're ready to rock. We're ready to roll. We're ready to rumble here on episode three of Sports Are Funny with George George. We're recording this uh, right now. It's 2 o'clock Tuesday, October 15th. The New York Yankees and the Houston Astros are playing uh, game three of the ALCS. And it's ridiculous, man. Baseball can't figure their shit out. How is it? even fanable that you're putting on this game right now when you've been competing with football all weekend long Houston and New York you have your biggest market in the New York Yankees and you're alienating half the country by putting on the New York Yankees at two o'clock in the afternoon or one o'clock it was a one o'clock start in the afternoon on a Tuesday like baseball is ridiculous man they can't even figure the playoffs out they, they wonder why it's a dying sport they don't want people bat flipping they don't want to put their games on at a normal time for normal people to watch i mean not everyone is works in sports or works at home and can't usually watch these type of games so they're just only needing their fan base and i guess speaking almost every story today that we're going to be having on sports related for on sports are funny is about alienating fan bases we're going to be going to the lebron james china comments and we're going to go to nfl officiating and all of those kind of go back to alienating fan bases like baseball's doing by putting on this game at one o'clock in the afternoon and people in it's not even people are most people are not even off work on the east coast let alone the west coast you have your what fourth biggest market in the country in Houston, your biggest market in the country, New York. So you throw the game on at one o'clock. Fucking idiots. And then meanwhile, you got Atlanta, uh, sorry, Washington and uh, St. Louis, 3-0 series. Let's put that one on prime time. God. Like, Rob Manfred, just a horrific job as, an, as a, as a uh, commissioner. Can't get anything right. Anyway, speaking of can't get things right, before we go to LeBron James China comments and uh, just you know give everyone a little bit of a breakdown on today's episode, it's going to be a much shorter episode than usual. Uh, we got a Thursday night episode going to be releasing with Barry McCockner. Uh, if you know him on Twitter, he's hilarious. 
Um, he kind of is a little sarcastic, a little ironic with sports. He has his own podcast uh, called The Class Act Pod. You got to check that out. It's an act- absolutely hilarious. But let's get to NFL officiating first. For those who watched the game last night between the Detroit Lions and the Green Bay Packers, I mean, you couldn't help but almost at some point wonder if the game is rigged. Twice, Trey Flowers got called for illegal hands to the face to extend a Green Bay drive. And both times watching the replay, it was pretty obvious that it wasn't illegal hands to the face. And it was just, you know, getting up close to the collar and the and Trey Flowers being so strong that the pads went up and hit the lineman basically right underneath the chin strap, which gave the effect that the it was hands to the face on the defense. And I, and I, I do understand if they want to give the officials the benefit of a doubt the first on the first one and say that, oh, okay, we missed it. We'll look for it next time to make sure we don't call it again. But to call it twice and to call it on the biggest play of the game, which essentially ended the Detroit Lions night and extended on a third third and long, Aaron Rodgers dropped back to pass. Ball was incomplete. Minute, I think, 45, minute 50 left on the clock. Would have gave Packers a little bit of a harder field goal to go up 23-22 and essentially would have left time on the clock for Matthew Stafford and the Detroit Lions to come down the field and get a chance to score. Instead, they call it illegal hands in the face and you have to wonder if... I don't understand. If I was Trey Flowers, I would have went and showed the ref what hands to the face was. If I was Matt Patricia, I literally would have told my field, my whole team, just stand on the fucking field and stand there. Don't even leave guys off the field and keep block and just delay the fucking game because this is bullshit. I would have had a riot because, to be frank, I I hate the guy who goes on Twitter and complains about officials. It's not my thing. But to, it just so obviously miss calls left and right, especially this year when they you know they've gone over the top where they said oh we're going to review pass interferences and start getting pass interferences wrong, even on reviews it makes no sense. The NFL re- officiating is it, it's horrible. It's illegit I can't even speak English. It's making the game unfun. It's alienating fan bases. And it always seems, and like I said, look, the reason uh, the good quarterbacks get the benefit of a doubt is because they're good quarterbacks and they actually make more plays. So it seems like it. But it makes those fans who hate that the Packers and the Cowboys and Brady, Rodgers and big-name quarterbacks always get the big call. It makes those fans seem right, and I don't believe in those fans. I don't believe that they're right about that. But God, man, I mean, you could feel it in Trey Flowers' voice after the game. I mean, here's some of, he he sat in the locker room after the game, wearing his shoulder pads and answering questions. Here's just you know part of that uh, clip here in a second, uh, so you guys can hear you know some of his reaction, and it's absolutely you could feel it in. For him, man, the guy was absolutely distraught. They took away a chance for the Detroit Lions defense. I mean, you can't fault them for losing that game. You have to fault the offense for five times settling for field goals. But listen to Trey Flowers after the game. Work, 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 
As you, as you can hear him say, I'm sorry if the audio wasn't too great, but I thought hands to the face was a penalty, not hands to the chest. Like I always say, I hate the guy who goes on Twitter. I hate the athlete that goes and complains about the officials. But the NFL, fuck you. You're fucking your fan base is over. You're making, it, it, you guys are pieces of shit. That's the best way to put it. The way these games are officiated are absolutely horrific. The way you guys can constantly make excuses for the officials is horrible. And you're making the game not fun to watch for your fan base. So at the end of the day, screw you, screw you NFL. You cost the Detroit Lions a chance at this game. You robbed the fans of a chance for the team to come down and you know make a late comeback, which would have been great for ratings. And frankly, you might have just ended the Detroit Lions season's season effectively in the NFC. I know they're two two and one, but man, this team could easily be five and zero. They had a whole uh, last second loss to the Chiefs, this horrific officiated game against the Packers, and they blew a lead to Arizona, which ended in a tie. Instead of five and zero, they're two two and one. And in the NFC, especially in that division where you have now the Packers five and one, the uh, Minnesota Vikings four and two, and the Chicago Bears three and two, you effectively confirmed not only does God hate Detroit, but the NFL hates Detroit. Anyways, I think it's time to get to LeBron James and his ridiculous. And utterly stupid comments about China, about Daryl Morey, and about the NBA. Now, I'm going to play the whole 45-second clip for you because it's worth listening to before we get into it. But LeBron James is absolutely in the wrong here. I don't want to go as far as to say LeBron James could be stupid or LeBron James is a moron. But what he said was stupid and moron-like. Let's take a listen. We all talk about this freedom of speech. Yes, we all do have freedom of speech. But at times, there are ramifications for the negative that can happen um, when you're not thinking about others. And all, all you want to think about yourself. So uh, I don't believe, uh, I don't want to get into a, a, word, a, a word or sentence uh, feud with Daryl. situation at hand and um and he spoke and uh, so many people uh, could have been harmed uh, not only financially but physically emotionally spiritually uh, so just be careful what we what we tweet and we say and what we do even though yes we do have freedom of speech but there can be uh, a lot of negative that comes with it. last question <laughs> yeah you heard that right lebron james basically questioned daryl Morey's education level on china he basically said you could be harmed i I don't even know what the fuck this means lebron you could be harmed spiritually (sighs) 
it's it's absolutely dumb and you know it, it, it's so sad that LeBron James who has been a complete advocate on I'm more than an athlete and got mad when they said shut up and dribble but LeBron man aren't you essentially saying the same thing here to Daryl Morey I guess I got to give LeBron the benefit of the doubt here. He did say more than an athlete. He never said more than a GM. But no, I guess to LeBron James, he should change it. I'm more than an athlete until it comes and hits my paycheck. I'm more than an athlete unless it comes to a communist country. I'm more than an athlete unless it affects China or my wallet. I'm more than an athlete, but you are not more than a GM. Shut up and dribble to me? No, I'm not going to shut up and dribble, but you shut up and GM, Daryl Morey. I mean, this is an absolute and utter mess. This has to be the worst public relations spat of LeBron James's career. This has to be the worst thing I think. Le- this is the biggest backlash I think LeBron James is ever going to receive in his career. I mean, for him to have the audacity to say some of the things he said, I mean, let's just kind of go through this. Uh, There is a lot more he put. You can go on our website, um, sonsports.com, and read the whole statement. But the thing he said, we yes, we all do have freedom of speech, but at times there are ramifications for the negative that can happen when you're not thinking about others. Fuck you, LeBron. I, I can't believe I have to say that about you, but fuck you. What are you talking about when there's ramifications for the negative that can happen when you're not thinking of and you're thinking of only yourself? Your brain is probably not big enough, LeBron, right now to understand that... Daryl Morey is thinking of others. You're the one not thinking of others. He's thinking about Tiananmen Square, which you probably don't even know what it is, LeBron. When hundreds of people died because they wanted to have freedom of speech. That's the ramifications of trying to have freedom of speech in a communist country. He's thinking of the people of China, unlike you, who is thinking of only himself in his pocketbook. God. And to say, I'm gonna I'm gonna give you what would be the odds of on who would it be minus 25,000 would there be even be on the board in Vegas who's more educated on the situation at hand between LeBron James and Daryl Morey Daryl Morey has an MBA from from MIT he has a statistics major from Northwestern University LeBron James you're a good dude you're a good dad you're probably a great son to your mother you might be a good teammate, but you're an idiot when it comes to politics. I think from now on, we, we need to retire the notion that LeBron James is a social justice warrior. I think we need to retire the fact that LeBron James should be even allowed to speak on issues outside of basketball if he's going to talk about Daryl Morey like this because he just showed his hand. Daryl Morey just basically said, yeah, I only uh, LeBron James just said, "Yeah, I only care about my pocketbook. I don't care about other things." And that's the truth. Cuz LeBron James definitely 
made it seem like he doesn't care about anything other than money when he says this. And the best part of this whole thing, he said so many people have been harmed, but not only financially, but physically, emotionally, spiritually. What the hell are you talking about, dude, spiritually? You probably don't know this, LeBron James, but um, you know who's harmed spiritually? People in China, where there's over, I think, I, I don't know the exact number, but people are, are being put in concentration camps for being Muslim. So if anyone is harmed by this, it's not you. You are the, the selfish one. Daryl Morey's fighting for those people who are getting paid less than a dollar an hour to make your equality sneakers. Get the hell out of here, LeBron James, with your bullshit. Just booing bullshit from your mouth. Like, I love LeBron James, the basketball player. I love LeBron James, the dad. He seems like he's a great dad. I love LeBron James in many aspects of his life, the businessman. But you know what he just proved to us? That's what he is. He's all about the business. He's all about the Benjamins, baby. Shut up in GM. Not more than in GM. LeBron James showed his true colors here. And he's just like everybody else living in a capitalistic society. It's about his money. Don't touch his pocketbooks. And LeBron James will be cool with you. I was born in a country called, which you guys are probably well aware of, called Syria. Where people don't have freedom of speech. Where you can get arrested or killed for saying something wrong about the government. I'm not saying that LeBron James should have an opinion on China. But this is not what he, I mean he had weeks to think of, a week to think about what he was going to say here and this is what he comes up with. He has advisors. He got mad that Phil Jackson called him his his posse. Well, LeBron, you know, part of freedom of speech is the freedom to say what you want even if you disagree with it. So I'm using my freedom of speech here and saying you're selfish. You came across as an idiot. I don't think you're an idiot. And I wouldn't be shocked if Nike and the NBA told him to say this. But he's a sellout. LeBron James is just like everyone that he doesn't like. You remember when he said people voted for that didn't vote uh, that voted for Trump? They probably did because they weren't educated. This is coming from a guy in LeBron James who's also not educated. LeBron James has done very well for himself. LeBron James is amazing at basketball. He might be an amazing dad, and he might do some really good things for his community. But at the end of the day, LeBron James, you guys get away from politics because your opinion is utterly and absolutely irrelevant to me. It's irrelevant. <laughs> and that's why sports are funny. We'll be back after a quick break. All right, welcome back in uh, to Sports Are Funny. Look, um, you know, the first two segments of today's show were a little on the darker side than usual. Um, it's kind of weird. We're living in a situation here that we have a, our stories really 
aren't that light. I mean, communism <laughs> is not a light topic. Um, officiating sucking, that's eh, a light topic. I mean, look, like we said, this show is going to be a little bit more raw, a little bit more uncut, just kind of shooting the shit. And um, in general, a lot of times here in sports, yeah, sports can be funny, but sports can also, you know, kind of reflect the larger issues in the society. And this is what's happening here in the last few days. Um, last thing I wanted to add before we get into two things that I did not add previously was LeBron James is kind of like Daryl Morey. A lot of people, LeBron James fought a lot for different things and said there's no ramific shouldn't be no ramifications for free speech, which is what kind of he said for Colin Kaepernick. But it's funny when it comes to Daryl Morey in his pocketbook, he doesn't like free speech as much. Now there's ramifications for free speech, man. Y'all, you got to be careful, man. Not always free speech is good. Free speech. LeBron, the LeBron James experience. No, ah, man. Sometimes, sometimes I just wonder, what is this guy thinking and why is he doing what he does? And this is, this is the situation we have at hand. We'll, we'll be finding out more as the season goes on. But let's talk about some light stories. So, first of all, there was like a Twitter thread going on around the internet this week. And it's a Twitter thread showing Oktoberfest in Germany. A place that I've been really, an event I've been really wanting to go to. Because it sounds fun. I love beer. I love partying. I like experiences like this. I mean, part of this show... As we continue to grow, and I'm really hoping that, uh, you know, this all happens as we continue to grow, is I want to be able to travel around the world, go to different things, pod about it, put it on our website. And Oktoberfest is kind of one of those experiences that I've always wanted to take a look at and check out. So this Twitter thread is going on, and... I'm just going to go through some of the stuff that is on this Twitter thread. And it's unbelievable, man. Like, like it, it, it's almost like it is some of the worst stuff I've ever seen. It starts off of a girl doing cocaine off a table in Germany. Just literally go Google Twitter thread, Twitter thread Oktoberfest. And you, you'll see it. It's all over the internet. There's multiple. Uh, Barstool Sports did it. A couple other websites did it. We didn't do it on our website. But if you're at work, don't do it. Because there's drug usage like cocaine. There's debauchery. They'll get you fired probably. Uh, I, we had to. Even Barstool had to leave out a few tweets because there were too much. Including one where if you go on a Twitter thread, a girl is performing a quick uh, hand gesture to a man's private parts to say the least in the middle of Oktoberfest and someone caught it on camera people naked people pissing all over the place girls doing cocaine off the table I was absolutely shocked I've always thought of like Germany and Oktoberfest as being a place where yeah there's probably a lot of fun but also Germans are kind of uptight but I kind of came up with a theory on this these aren't Germans at Oktoberfest. These are Americans. These are people from other countries coming in and acting a damn fool. 
if you've ever met any Germans or seen any Germans, they're kind. Now I'm not gonna say they're uptight, but they're not the most. Um, how do I say it? They're not the craziest group of people. So I believe that this Oktoberfest thing is more of an account of Americans and other people going there. But it made me think, what would be the top five events in the world that I would expect to see the craziest shit in? And would Oktoberfest even be in the top five of that? Because this Twitter thread, I've just moved Oktoberfest into my top five. Before that, absolutely, it was probably in a place I wanted to go, but not in my top five. So before the show, I wrote out five places I thought that would eat events in the world that would probably be crazier than Oktoberfest that um, that are not Oktoberfest. Number one, I had Ibiza. Just a music festival in Ibiza. I bet you you see some absolute uh, crazy drugs. You see some crazy music. And overall debauchery that is unreal, right? I mean, think about it. Ibiza, summertime, techno music. It probably doesn't get crazier than that. Number two on that list I'd probably have the Half Moon Festival in Thailand or the Full Moon Festival in Thailand. I mean, just Google it. The amount of stuff you see on that, it makes it look absolutely and utterly crazy. I mean, people staying up all night, dancing, uh, waiting for the sun to come up, drugs galore. I would probably have that at number two overall. It's pretty close. Um, to other things. Now, and uh, you're going to have to correct me if I'm wrong here, but number three, I have now moved Oktoberfest after this video. Now, watch this video and you will see that Oktoberfest is an absolute nut show, an absolutely crazy, crazy, crazy event unlike ones you would ever think of. Number four, Ultra Music Fest in Miami. I've been around it. I didn't go inside, but the craziness there is absolutely nuts. And number five, the F1 Formula Race in Monte Carlo. I think this is underrated. Ultra, ultra, ultra rich people of a lot of money going to an all-day party. Imagine the amount of stuff you would see there and money spent. So once again, my top five craziest places maybe to ever go to in the world as far as parties go. Ibiza 1, Full Moon Festival 2. Now Oktoberfest has moved to a third ranking. Ultra Music Festival 4 and the Monte Carlo races at 5. Lastly here, just a fun quick uh, video. A guy went on uh, Jeopardy the other night. I want to leave you with this quote. Uh, he basically called out his whole family and you can tell just how unhappy his life was. Um, go to Sond Highlights at Twitter at Sond Highlights to see the video and I'll put it on the show notes, but it's absolutely hilarious. Listen in. Trapped in a loveless marriage for the last 12 years to an old battle axe named Jim. 
She cursed my life with three stepchildren named Star, RJ, and Ryan, and I have one rotten grandson. <laughs> I love it. The guy basically probably wanted to end his marriage a while ago. Didn't know how to do it. He's like, what's a better way than go on Jeopardy and tell everyone how unhappy I was? Now she's going to be pissed. She'll ask him, do you really feel this way? He'll probably say, yeah. And that's the end of a marriage. Great move by that guy. What an intro to Jeopardy. And I love the move in general. This is the way you end a relationship. You just do it on national TV. And then they ask you, did you really feel that way? You tell them, yeah, it's over. All right, guys. Like I said, Thursday with Barry McCockner, gonna be an epic episode. We're gonna um, you can go on our, my Twitter at where I put a little thing there where you can actually see if you have submit us any questions. That show is gonna be super light, super fun. Can't wait to get into that. So just visit uh, that and visit sansports.com. This show has been really fun as always. Um, this is why sports is funny, and this is sports on tap. And this is Sports Radio Redefined. Rate us five stars on Apple iTunes. Oh, thank you.